the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by two of your usual hosts here, uh, Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. Ben, how are you doing? Yeah, we're doing good. The OG hosts. The two the two hosts. Uh, Charlotte can't be with us because Nathaniel will not sleep, Yeah, basically. He, he's reaching that age where he's realised that he doesn't have to do what people tell him. Mm-hmm. Next 18 years, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tone set. Yeah, there we yeah. go. There we go. So, no Charlotte tonight, I'm afraid. Uh, but, yeah, you've got uh, Ben and I here, and we're going to talk about some of the latest news and stuff we've been doing in tabletop gaming. So, will we kick off with what I think is like the big bit of news, which we've alluded to in a previous episode? A bit of like, non news, kind of. <laughs> here, request is coming back. Surprise! But only if you're in North America. Only if you're in North America. And people are not happy with that. No. Funnily enough. And quite rightly so. Here's the thing, right? I, I like... It's Hasbro, right? It's Hasbro. Hasbro, Hasbro. Yeah. Um, I think it, it surely it will come to UK retailers. Right? You'd think so. Is this maybe connected in some way to... Uh, manufacturing con- and distribution constraints with COVID, or quite possibly, I don't know. I don't think they sign. They didn't address why it's not being shipped anywhere else in the world. They just said it's only shipping to North America. So, who knows? Who knows? Which I think it was pretty stupid of them to hype it up and then make a statement like that. Yes, um, because like while without a doubt the North American market is huge, that's going to be their biggest market. Europe's pretty damn big, and and Asia as well, and like the rest of the world. Well, but this is it, right? Is that North America is probably going to be their biggest single market? Yeah, but the global sales they get Mm. would have at least equaled what they would get in North America. And and see see for the folk like it it's really disappointing for for the folks that were looking forward to it. Here's my thing though. I'm not interested in owning this product like at all. No, I mean maybe if I you know like had Hero Quest when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And didn't have a copy anymore and saw it was coming out maybe then I would be upset but here's the thing I'm, I'm not invested in the request I don't think they've changed it in any way which they've, uh, they've, they've modernised some of the art but I think modernised the art but I, in a weird way that was kind of the charm of Hero Quest like the retro like swords and sorcery art yeah. um, it, w- without a doubt it does look cool like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that. Yeah, it was because it, it was all that sort of weird tales Conan style, yeah. art, wasn't it? But I don't know. Like I'm just I'm I'm not. I've I've played that game when I was a kid and it was fine. And mm. there's a reason I don't own it anymore. I guess. Really? Like if I want to own it again, I'm sure there's copies online that I can find. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know. But I am am annoyed for the people who were really hyped and looking forward to it. But, I mean, by hook or by crook, I'm sure, like, if you live in the UK and you want a copy of it, you'll be able to get a copy of it. It's just you might have to pay through the nose for it. I, I, I think... I think Wizards well uh, Hasbro we're so used to bashing Wizards yeah. of the Coast yeah. slash Games Workshop yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think Hasbro have been completely moronic in their handling of this do you think they might go back on that decision and maybe maybe I, try and make a concerted one, effort it's to... one of these things when you consider the amount of people that were involved in this process how how did it get to the point where they okayed it and saying in this day and age that we're only going to distribute it in North America. Why did all of those people think that that was fine? And what I'm guessing is they kind of thought, oh, this is a niche market, right? And that's why. But it's not that niche, like compared to some of their other things. Well, consider, was it not originally a Games Workshop game? Yeah, it's originally GW, yeah. So it was originally from the UK. Yeah. <laughs> and MB Games. MB Games published it, I yeah. believe. I might have to redact this entire no, section. I think, I think you might be right. Yeah. Because MB did, uh, MB did Space Quest as well, I which so. I have never played. The point is... They've been dumb. Mm-hmm. Company's going to company. Yeah. I don't understand why they've done that. Um, I don't think there's any good reason to really do it. I think, like, you might say it might be a manufacturing thing with COVID, but just say we'll get it to you as soon as we can. Yeah. Like, that's better than nothing. Yeah. whole thing's been a bit stupid, really. Yeah. I mean, like... Like like I was saying though, is it something that you would be keen to play? Not really. Um, you know, I I I came to um, miniature gaming in my early twenties, so like I I didn't I don't have the um, the the nostalgic mm. attachment to to these IPs and games that other people have. I think that might be why I'm not that fussed about it because it wasn't my introduction either. Like I just like I went straight in at primary school into Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah. So like I skipped Hero Quest and all yeah. of that. So so if if Games Workshop announced that they were reprinting like one of the old fantasy box sets, I'd be more interested. Here's I, I said this to you um, and like previously like not on the podcast though. If they did a reissue of the big black book of Warhammer forty k third edition, I'm all over it. Yeah, like I'm I'm hopping on that. Like, yeah, like nobody's take my money. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that would have so much nostalgia for me. Yeah. Uh, that and Gorkamorka. Yeah, uh, Gorkamorka. I would love it if they reprinted. So, in, in conclusion, like you know, we're not saying Hero Quest is good or bad, but there's obviously a. a an element of nostalgia at play here, right? For a lot yeah. of the people, I, it, it, I I'll say this right. It's made me want to try it again, just to see. I dare say it's aged very poorly. Do you want? Do you want an indication on how it badly it may have aged? What's that? You roll dice for movement. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Say no more. <laughs> you can ignore those rules. Yeah. Um, they do have a dwarf in one of the characters. So someone yeah. pointed out they, they love the fact that like humans have all these different classes. But if you're a dwarf, you're, you're just, just defined by your race. So like the, I think the person like with you know the, with with the meme they made, they were saying like you know the guys taking the census and like right. So what class are you? He's like, well, actually, I've uh, for the past few years I've been working as a ranger. The guy looks at him and goes, "I'll just put you down as dwarf." <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, hold on! <laughs> I've, I've just told you that I'm I've, I've been a ranger. <laughs> like, why are you why are you defining me as my? It's when you think about it in those terms, it's kind of messed up. It's a bit it? sinister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bit sinister. Yeah. But you know, a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. Um, it has, yeah, it has made me want to try it again at least. So I don't know, I might track down an old copy. Mm. I certainly don't have it anywhere. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure we threw out the family copy years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I might, I might see if I can pick it up for science. You know. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like there are so many. Like modern games like that. Yeah, a lot of dungeon crawlers. Um, where I, where I, would, I think like, why? Why would I want to play the clunky old one? I, I would. Think? I would sooner because I actually remember playing it. Play original Warhammer Quest rather than like yeah. some, like rather than Hero Quest. Well, I'm, I'm even thinking about the. The, the recent versions of Warhammer yeah Quest you've got like Silver Tower Blackstone Fortress yeah. I've all like um, our, our other uh, other uh, member of the Unlucky Frog team Tom mm-hmm. is uh, a Blackstone Fortress enthusiast he loves it he's uh, all over yeah. it I've, I, I played a little bit when I went round to see him uh, before everything got mm-hmm. all locked down again and it seems like a pretty neat system, but I've not I've not actually played enough of it to formulate an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. No, I I haven't I haven't uh, tried it at all. But it looks cool. It has yeah. nice minis, as most yeah. GW games have now. So, yeah. so we'll, we'll probably I imagine we'll be playing Blackstone Fortress with Tom at some point for yeah. if we're ever allowed to see him again. Yeah, if we're ever allowed to interact with other human beings on a face-to-face basis, yeah. apart from those in your extended household, don't sue us. Right? <laughs> don't grass us. Yeah. <laughs> don't grass us to Bojo. Yeah. There's nothing to grass. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. So um, also we'll fight Bojo. Oh, I. I I am useless at fighting, but even I feel like I could take Bojo. <laughs> well, you laugh, you 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 disagree, sir. I, I would love to see that fight. <laughs> right, uh, like obviously you can't see what I'm doing. I'm like doing that, like yeah. limp, slapping. Yeah, I think I think movement. I think you would you would slap the shit out of him though. I mean, he's he's. Despite what he insists, he's pretty unhealthy. Yes, he's in pretty poor shape. <laughs> he's not. It's not good. It's yeah. not good. Um, moving away from Bojo and yeah. uh, back to tabletop. Could we get game. in trouble for saying we would fight the prime minister? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't really fight him. I would. We- <laughs> <laughs> 
There's so many jokes I want to make, but I'd have to cut them. Ugh. Like, you'd have dug Thatcher's grave. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I know a lot of Scottish people. I, yeah, a, just, just give every Scots. I volunteer as yeah, tribute. I, I, I <laughs> give every Scotsman, and every, every man in Scotland a shovel. Yeah. Um, moving away from that, yeah. <laughs> uh, other tabletop stuff happening. What have we been up to? We uh, were back in the Mortal Realms uh, for our Soulbound campaign. Yeah! So it was uh, the the trio of Alenza, mm-hmm. Stormcast played by Tom uh, Norgrand. The, the plucky uh, Caradron, Caradron Overlord with yeah. his little jetpack. And, and Dagram, the Fireslayer Runesmiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stoic? Yes. Always, always <laughs> slow. Uh, he's, he's basically like the the cleric mm-hmm. in the group, yeah. right? Um, but angry, yeah, really a, angry, a really angry cleric. So um, we were continuing our investigation into what was looking more and more like cult activity. Well, I, right. So I, I was saying earlier, like um, up until last night's session. I don't think in-game there was anything to suggest that there was any cult stuff going on. In-game, it looked like a bit of a racketeering cartel. Us being players yeah. kind of thought, I bet this is Chaos Cultists yeah, yeah, doing yeah. their thing. But um, in-game, I don't think there was anything for our characters to know that. But that changed. Yes, very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it looks as though things are going to get very bloody because we were investigating the home of a magister mm-hmm. who was claiming complete ignorance of any of the racketeering stuff even though we had evidence yeah. that he was involved in it yeah we were while we were looking through his study he disappeared mm-hmm. uh, we came downstairs and uh, Alenza, Tom's character, accosts one of the servants, gets uh, like, like choke slams him against a wall to try and get information out of him, and turns out he was a crazy cultist. Yeah. So so Alenza killed him. Yeah. Then went down and killed the old man down the stairs. It's, I mean, uh, when in Rome. Yeah. We don't know if he was in league with chaos. And we never will. <laughs> we never will. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Olenza nearly went on a rampage. Yeah. But was calmed down by Dagram. While I was getting the town guard. Yeah. So the town guard are all running around trying to secure this place, Mm -hmm. which means that the powers that be in the city probably know what's happening now. So I think that it's going to be chaos in more ways than one. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Good. It has been a little while since we've had a combat, but I've really enjoyed like just the investigation and the intrigue and all of that. And you know, see, considering this is Scott's first time GMing, he's doing a phenomenal job. Oh no, he's it's uh, great. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, one like the our criticism of um, how the Age of Sigmar um, Soulbound game has been released was initially. Was there no adventures at all, or was, was there only there like was, one written no, there, adventure? There, when it first, when they first, because what 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 they did 
and you know, a, a lot of people have criticised it, but I understand why Cubicle Seven have done it. Mm-hmm. They they basically charged people up front for the book, yeah, and they gave them the PDF of the rules uh-huh. because the book was still being manufactured at the time. Yeah. I think it's going to be released around Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it meant it meant that you could get a hold of the rules, which is great. Mm-hmm. It meant Cubicle Seven got their money when things weren't looking too great because yeah. they potentially lost a lot of revenue that they would have had to mm-hmm. go to shows and things. Um, but no uh, adventure modules released alongside yeah. it. It was just the... the That's a lot to book. put on uh, GMs, right? Like, here, here's the rules. Now, come up with it yourself. Fortunately, um, Scott is a huge Age of Sigmar fan and knows a lot of the fluff. Yeah, he knows the lore inside out, yeah. right? So it's it's not as if he had to go and dredge up a load of source material. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was already knowledge you could call upon. I mean, he probably still had to do a lot of deep dives into different source material. Because sure. um, I, I, like, I know for a fact he had to come up with a load of names for NPCs and things <laughs> like that. But um, he, he he's as uh, as big a an Age of Sigmar fan as I am, so he's mm-hmm. he he knows it pretty well. On the on the subject of names, see, I've never GM'd myself. If I was ever going to GM, one thing I'm going to have to hand is a list of generic names, just on a sheet, so that I can go, yeah, this NPC is Joe Blogs. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have had that on the list. Score that one. Out. <laughs> yeah, just. This is uh, John Doe. Oh no, no. hold on. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a, a lot of work was into GM, and I, I I've still never done it. Like I I think that in the future, I'll probably sub in for for Tom in mm. the Lucky Frog campaign so he can take a little break. But I mean, yeah, imagine trying to do that just with the rule book. Aye. So it's the you you have your system. But you basically need to build the world. Yeah. And very every, difficult. And everything in it. Very difficult. I, I believe Cubicle 7 have released some adventures. They have, they have since. Yeah, they um and they've been pretty active in uh you know answering people's questions mm-hmm. and queries with regards to the game. And we will have the the full print rule books and yeah. which is great because I hate trying to navigate that a PDF, three, a three four hundred page PDF. Yeah, just wait like two years for your computer to load that particular yeah, page. It, I don't so even bad. have it open anymore in our yeah. games. I've just got my character sheet open, and that's it. And like most most of the rules I know now. Yeah. I had to check it for um, recalculate my stats because I upgraded yeah. one on, and the way that um, your wounds and toughness work. Mm-hmm. Is it's based off a combination of all your stats. Mm-hmm. So even though I upgraded soul, you still need to work everything else out. Which, which I actually kind of like. Yeah. Because it means that it, it sort of represents the fact that where you're, you can have a character that's not that physically robust, mm-hmm. but will just continue to survive through sheer bloody mindedness. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. Which, just, just from pure stubbornness. Which is. I mean, like you know, like in in the uh, westerns, they talk about people that have got grit. Yeah, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? <laughs> so it's nice to see that reflected. Mm. So it means that you can play a wizard who's quite weedy, mm-hmm, but 
Because he's a stubborn because old... Because he's, cause he's got grit. Yeah. He's harder to kill. There we are. So, uh, Well, we might have to deal with one said wizard or two. Yeah. Uh, or nine. Or nine. Nine. It's definitely nine. Yeah. Nine, for, for those who aren't into Warhammer, is the holy number of Zinch, which yeah. is the chaos god of uh, uh, cunning, sorcery, uh, Ambition. conspiracy. Yeah. Basically, like, all the sort of... Nerd stuff. Nasty, nerdy <laughs> uh, yeah. civilization stuff. Yeah. So bad like, guy, bad yeah. guy. Very, very Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. I think... He he's definitely like one of the more interesting uh, adversaries mm-hmm. in Warhammer. For that, yeah, I, I mean all the Chaos Gods I find quite compelling though. Yeah. In in different ways. Except Slanesh. Except Slanesh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Ebo. Yeah. Um, I I of course love Nurgle. Yeah. Wait, who doesn't? Yeah. Well, his victims, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving yes. on. Um, what else? Uh, what else? Would we... I've been playing Blood Bowl uh, a ton again. Yep. Uh, I'm playing Chaos Dwarfs now, and uh, the season's going well for me. This might be. I'm going to touch wood when I say this. This might be my season to win. Yeah. I'm on uh, uh, six wins and a draw that, so far. Is this going to be like the, the season that Leicester City won? Like that? Uh, not really. I think I'll... Uh, right. So a couple of things. Right. The league that I play in, um, Sam and Stephen are... Um, statistically, we know statistically they are two of the best players. Yeah. Because we've monitored all of the results. <laughs> um they've took handicap teams so like uh, in Blood Bowl not all teams are built equally there are some teams that are deliberately tougher to manage and two such teams are the Ogres which Steven has took and the Vampires which Sam has took the reason why both of those are effectively handicap teams is both have a different flavour of being unpredictable uh, ogres have a rule called bonehead where like you ha- before you do anything with them you roll a dice if you roll a one they do nothing right uh, vampires have this rule and I don't know the ins and outs uh, of bloodlust I believe if you're trying to do something other than like throwing a block with them um, you have to roll a dice and on a certain result they either need to go murder one of the other players or go off into the stands and murder a supporter <laughs> <laughs> um, neither player is having a particularly good time with those teams. They t- they tend to just go off and do their own thing. Those players. Yeah. Um, so so um, so that it, it it's been tough for them and every everyone else in the league. I didn't realize everyone was doing this. Otherwise, I would have picked a new team as well. But everyone's created a new team, and I've got an experienced team. Okay, so, so you're cheating, basically. I'm not cheating. Yeah. It was allowed. You're kind of cheating. It's not cheating. I didn't know. You're ripping the arse out of the rules. Hey, hey. They're getting a lot of uh, inducement money out of uh, playing against my team. So I've, I've had to face Morgan Thorg like almost every match. <laughs> right. 
Can you imagine that? Morgan Thorg is the best star player in the game, by the way. So Big old ogre. Big old ogre who does what he's told and he's actually quite nimble as well. So he's great. Um, yeah, I've had to face him like almost all of my matches. So that's been fun. Nice. Um, I managed to... Poor Michael. Uh, my, Michael took Morgan Thorg. Michael's playing Dark Elves and he took Morgan Thorg and I injure Morgan Thorg in the first turn of the game. Like I just, I just, um, so my my team. Uh, I'm probably going to cut this bit. The the silly name. Uh, my team is called the Tall Hat Brigade. Because why, why are you cutting this? Well, because the, the name's not as funny as you first thought. It's kind of funny though. Yeah. Well, uh, it's fine. It's fine. The Tall Hat Brigade, because uh, back in Warhammer Fantasy, all the Chaos Dwarves had tall hats. The irony is, in Blood Bowl, they don't have tall hats anymore, but whatever. Uh, so all of the Chaos Dwarf players on the team are named after people who have tall hats. So my deadliest player is British Policeman. <laughs> so, yeah. Police brutality. Um, yep. uh, so he managed to injure Morgan Thug. The brilliant thing, I uh, didn't realise this until it happened. So if you, when you level up a player, you roll dice, and if you get a double, you can get access to skills you wouldn't normally get access to. So there was one player I was able to get access to the chaos mutations with. So I gave him claws. I didn't realise until after this, another person that uh, where is famous for wearing a tall hat that I named in this team is Slash from Guns N' Roses. Slash. With claws, do you see? Don't groan. That's brilliant, and that happened by accident. So, nah. I mean, that's. Shut up! Shut up, Ben. Trying. Shut up, Ben. For sure. (laughs) Jeez. It's one the folks still playing with you. It it kind of is actually. To be fair, is that is that what you do? You just wear them down with your exhausting puns, and then just. Touchdown. It's a strategy. Yeah. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So I've got I've got to play Sam uh, at some point over the weekend. But it's looking good for the Tall Hat Brigade so far. It is looking good for the Tall Hat Brigade again, Touchwood. Um so this will be my first season victory, so I kinda want to go back to my Orc team though. Yeah, they're your favourite Blood Bowl team, aren't they? Oh, they're so good. I love them. I love them. And you're probably picking up the Black Orcs when they come out, aren't they? Well, I will, but not for the purpose of running a Black Orc team. Probably just so that I've got like some model variants for a regular Orc team. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the new edition. Yeah, I wonder if that might be an element within the the new uh, the next season of Blood Bowl. Is there's maybe a little more customization to team lineups? Possibly, I think more teams need it more than others. So like, you, orcs have like six different positionals you can take, right? Which is a lot. Yeah. Compared to vampires, which have two. Yeah. Like vampires and thrall, I think they need to mix some but, of that. Up they're they're doing like a like a full on like Halloween team. In the new edition of it's, Black an ec- it's the Necromancer team, but they've rejigged it a bit. Yeah. So they've got. Um, I don't think they have whites anymore, but they have uh, ghosts. Yeah, they look so good. And it's they like do. it's proper like cartoon ghosts, yeah. isn't it? The, but the that's sheets. what I love about the Blood Bowl universe is yeah. like this 
the humour of it, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm at least going to pick them up just to paint them because the, oh, mo- yeah. the models are so good for that yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the models look great yeah. so far. So I, I think, I think in, I think in the new edition, I think everything's going to get a a new coat of paint. To be mm-hmm. honest, eventually. Do you think I don't know because I don't think the existing teams have aged that. The only reason the existing teams have aged a little bit meh is because they've got duplicate sculpts within the team. Like I think if they just did an extra sprue for some of the teams and that and repackaged it like that, that would be enough. Because I don't think any of those models look dated. I know you say that, but like, did did you feel particularly that black orcs or humans needed new sculpts? And then you saw them, and it's like, what? I mean, they do look a lot They're better. So good. This is what I'm saying, right? Sometimes you don't know. But the the existing one, the, I would rather, I would rather they released some teams that haven't had new sculpts at all, like Norse, like Amazons, like Bretonians, um, Kislev, these teams, right? Yeah, they won't do that. High elves. High elves don't have a team in the new sculpts. What what they'll do is they'll give the sexy new models to teams that they know will sell. <laughs> it's like, ha- uh, have you been paying attention to Games Workshop's marketing strategy for the I, past I, I have, three years? I have, but at the same time, if they gave those teams really good sculpts, I think that would sell them. Mm. A really nice looking Bretonian team people will lap up. Maybe. And they're know. an interesting team to play in the game as well. Yeah. They're basically you you the team starts as like a It's bad to say because trolls are a thing in Blood Bowl, but they are a troll team. Like they have skills that mess with other teams. Yeah. So that's that's why they're quite an interesting team to start as. Um, and, I, and you could do so much with like the sort of Arthurian style uh, I know what characters. you're saying but I still think the popular ones are going to get new sculpts I think I think there'll be some stuff that'll surprise us because mm. I think some I mean like the uh, like you were saying the Necromancer team that's mm-hmm. like a completely new flavour of that yeah I mean again that was that was one they haven't got around to redoing yeah um, I bet they've done a great job of it as well. Camry, they have still haven't done Camry yet. I don't think. Don't think so. Yeah, they've done. The, I think the undead team's got a mummy on it. Yes, undead get access to mummies, but Camry get access to more. Yeah, like you can get bloody four of them. Yeah. In the Camry team, strength five. <laughs> People who don't play Blood Bowl, by the way, strength five. Is like very strong. Yeah, like that's way above average. Yeah, or three's average. Yeah. So I yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, so that's. Uh, otherwise, I haven't been doing an awful lot of tabletop gaming. No, it's it, been difficult it, now. Yeah, it's, we've been in a little bit of a lull this week just because I think the way. Uh, Work and stuff's gone for both of us, but I've I've still been painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how's uh, that going? I am currently painting uh, Demon Prince for Mister Hartley's Death Guard. He looks beautiful. 
But I also had a go this week at... Uh, well, I had a go at a couple of things, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a go at Darren Latham's Lord of Blight's Masterclass. That looks really good. Yeah. So, that, so, so that, a realistic take on Nurgle, I think, is the yeah. summary. <clears throat> so it's the, the Lord of Blight's model for, for Age of Sigmar, which is like a spiritual successor to the, the old fat Plague Lord mm-hmm. model. Um, and it's uh, D- Darren Latham, who's a, a sculptor at Games Workshop, uh, who's he's, he's one of the main judges of uh, Golden Demon, and he's a phenomenal miniature painter. Mm-hmm. And what he's done is he's, uh, he's on his YouTube channel, he's put up um, this 10 part masterclass where you, you basically follow along. Uh, Darren Latham painting this model from start to finish and the cool thing about it is that he actually includes like what one episode is all just the planning Yeah. so he talks you through his process mm. he talks you through preparing the model, deciding what sub-assemblies I think if, if you're interested at all in pushing your painting a little bit it it's definitely something to give a go. Yeah, we'll we'll link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah it's sure. it, it's great. Um, and you can have, you can have a look uh, on the on the Ashen Hold Art Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook at uh, my progress so far. I've just done the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not done any of the glazing or shading on it yet. I've uh, I've just done the blocking and the the highlighting. It looks great so far, though. Uh, yeah, my, mine's has turned out a bit different from Darren's. Like he he's got much smoother blends on his, and I've got like deeper shadows on mine. But it, it's been an interesting little exercise, and I've mm-hmm. already learned quite a lot. Uh, from, just from doing that masterclass, but I I, I had a go at painting up a Caradron Overlord tester as well. He's looking really good. You you used a different kind of metallic paint for him as well. Yeah, I used a lacquer this time. Sorry, lacquer. <laughs> yeah, so it, so it's more akin to, I guess, carpe. Yeah. Really. You put it down to the fact that you, you can polish it up. Yeah, you can, like, you can buff it. Yeah. Which is weird, yeah. but it looks really effective. Like, it, it looks like well-looked-after armour. Yeah, mo- more so, I think, than regular... Than, sorry, not, not... Well, more so than metallic paints, mm-hmm. acrylic metallic paints on their own. But basically, what I've done this is I've I've zenithal sprayed the lacquer mm-hmm. onto the model, and I've layered up some washes and other metallics on top of mm-hmm. it to like give it a bit of like contour and and shading. And uh, I'm really pleased with the results so far. No, it looks great. It looks great. Yeah, because I'm I'm not a fan of painting on metallic metal, so I'm trying to push my true metallic metals yeah. as they're called which is you you use metallic paints but you use a lot of techniques that you would normally use for non-metallic mm-hmm. metals and uh, you, you can get some really cool effects doing it how do you feel about like uh, non-metallic metals in general that, that technique I don't know why people bother doing them for gaming pieces to be honest no. because non-metallic metals are designed so that you basically pick where the reflection goes. What that means is that they're going to look weird from certain angles. Exactly. Yeah. They're they're 
non-metallic metal is a technique that works really well for display pieces, but mm-hmm. for gaming pieces, it, it looks odd. Um, I think non-metallic metal can look quite garish a lot of the time as well. Yeah, I can I I think it looks really cool. For the effort that people go into, don't know if it's really worth it. Particularly if it's a gaming piece, which is all I use miniatures for. Yeah. I don't have display miniatures, so it's it's something. I I don't actually generally like the way that non-metallic metal looks. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I am try I'm studying up on it a bit more and practicing it a bit more, so that I can use it for doing my actual metals. Yeah. So that well, the other thing is like someone might act, with you being a commission painter, like someone might come to you and just say, "I want you to do this in non-metallic metal." Yeah, exactly. So yeah, a bit like uh, collectors, for yeah. instance. So that is a thing. Yeah, so I'm working on that a little more. I think I'll I'll probably put up some of my progress mm-hmm. shots on my my Instagram next week, and then you can all laugh slash criticize them, or heart and like them. Yeah, you know because they do look good. Yeah, I'm not overly keen on them myself, but. I'm pretty critical of my own stuff. <laughs> That's, it's looking good. It's looking good. Yeah, getting there. But uh, I can't really think of anything else news-wise. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. We're going to be doing an off-topic episode soon. So yeah. look out for that. Um, we're, we're basically going to do it when Charlotte can join us. Yeah. Um. But yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, I think that's all we've got time for. We do have St. Elmo's Pay. On, on its way. way, yeah. Yeah, so this is uh, Tristan Hall of Hall or Nothing Productions' latest mm-hmm. game, and it is all about the Siege of Malta. Using the same system behind 10, 1066 Tears yeah. to Many Mothers as well. Yeah. So... We know mechanically the game's going to be good. Yeah. So we're looking forward to it. This is going to be interesting because I think that it is 100% going to be an asymmetrical. Yeah, they were were very different armies. Yeah. It's not like the the pitch battle of 1066 Mm -hmm. where you maybe had slight variations in some of the weapons and things. This is, like you say, two completely different armies. It would be in- I would be interested to know it would be interesting to chat to Tristan to see if he deliberately designed one to be stronger than the other and I don't know enough about the Siege of Malta to know where I, I believe the odds were in the Ottomans favour yeah because they, they just had so much they martial had, power at yeah, that time uh, but obviously history is the, the history uh, turns on small hinges yeah so yeah so I wonder if he designed the game with that in mind. It'd be interesting to know. Because the in the original um, Lord of the Rings game that Games Workshop did, mm-hmm. I, I remember Tom telling me that the weather top scenario, yeah, is actually really hard to win as the hobbits, even though I bet. even though yeah. the like the hobbits the hobbits actually win quote unquote in in that well they they get away yeah but like they yeah against nine Nazgul like. Four hobbits shouldn't stand a chance. Yeah. So, it, uh, in a similar vein, it would be interesting, like, it, 
as far as the game goes, do the Ottomans mm. generally win? Yeah. Now, I suggested something before we recorded, and you balked at the idea. Yeah. Because it's mechanically the same as 1066. Yeah. Why don't we have, uh, well, would William the Conqueror have beaten the Knights of St. John? Because that's so stupid. Why is that stupid? Because they're like 500 years apart. And the, so? like, the technology and everything is so? completely different. And then I, I like I said, like there's no way that Normans are gonna beat a bunch of Ottomans with guns. And then <laughs> and you said, Well the knights beat the Ottomans like yeah, because the knights had guns too. Yeah, well, you know, uh I still wanna try it. Why not? Yeah, okay, well, well maybe For science. <laughs> For science, Ben. Right, yeah, crossbow versus rifle. Yeah. Look, win. I mean, like, uh, you know, he's got um, the he's got Waterloo coming out at some point, yeah, so yeah. Uh, we could we could do the Saxons versus Napoleon <laughs> if we really wanted to. Oh, poor Saxons! Yeah, poor Saxons. They don't get history's weapon boys. <laughs> they've got no luck. I um, no, looking forward to trying that. Looking forward to trying that. Yeah, so that's on the way. We'll probably chat about that mm-hmm. sometime in the, the future. Yeah. And uh, we're still playing through Root. We're, I think we're probably going to chuck in a couple yeah, of expansions. Dive into the expansions, yeah. So we, we do have every uh, Root expansion so far. We've got Riverfolk. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got the Underground, the Clockwork mm-hmm. expansion. Uh, and the Vagabond pack as well with some of the new Vagabond packs I love packs. the Vagabond pack yeah. just having the little, the little dip and tokens yeah, yeah. 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 so cool so we do um, Josh is in our bubble at the moment so we are able to play some games yay um, if I can get some of my salamanders done we'll maybe get a bit of kill team on the go yeah uh, maybe a bit of Age of Sigmar mm-hmm. at some point as well yeah. So yeah, we do we do have options. If you if you dear listeners have any suggestions for games that work quite well with two or three players as well, let us know. I need to get you guys playing Twilight Struggle. I think I sold that. Yeah, I've got it. You've got so. it. Yeah. I'm I'm sure I sold mine. Yeah. So it's that's not an issue. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Great game. Great two player game. Yeah. yeah. It, it, we we had literally never played it. Yeah. It no, no, that I get why you sold it. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so if you've got any suggestions for, for games Yeah, let us know. Player Hit us up. Yeah. Right. And on that note, that's all we have time for. So thank you very much for listening. And until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.